0: We want to do a lot more wood aging, a lot more, um, whether it be sours and wine barrels. Um, We do a little bit of, we have some whiskey barrels in the back where we do some, uh, we call it the Barnwood Project, everything that comes out of our whiskey barrels. Mm -hmm. Um, And then more fooders with our, you know, with Britannomyces and, and wild stuff. That's, we would love to do more of that.
1: That's Brett Bullock of Screaming Hill Brewery in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. Welcome to Over Beers, a craft beer conversation podcast. My name is Freddie Clark. Throughout history, brewing and farming have always been tied together. You brewed with the ingredients that were nearby. And for farmers, that meant you brewed with what you grew yourself. Today, there's usually a space between where the grains are grown and where the beer is brewed. But that's not the case with Screaming Hill Brewery. The brew house sits right on the farm owners brett bullock and ryan cole like to say from field to glass wherever possible they're using their own ingredients whether it's the grains to make their base malt or the pumpkins tomatoes or basil used to flavor their beers it's grown right there before we get to the conversation with brett lately i've been watching the beer hunter on youtube now if you don't know the beer hunter i highly recommend it it was produced in the early 90s and it gives you a great look at the world of beer at that time It's also going to introduce you to the person who was perhaps the most influential person in beer, as well as food and drink, of the 20th century, the host of the show, Michael Jackson. No, not that Michael Jackson, the other one. Born in Weatherby, England, through his writing, lectures, and television appearances, Michael Jackson brought forward the idea that beer was far more than the simple fizz most people thought about and put forward the idea that it's a diverse and complex drink worthy of great respect. He's been called the spiritual father of the early microbrewing movement and craft beer's greatest champion. In 1976, he wrote The English Pub, talking about a culture and way of life that he feared was disappearing. The following year, The World Guide to Beer was released. It's his groundbreaking work that changed beer forever and cemented his reputation. In it, Mr. Jackson put forth the idea that beer could be organized, sometimes loosely, into styles. Those styles were the key to understanding the flavor, culture, and history of beer. It formed the entire basis for our modern understanding of beer. He invented the concept of the beer style, and we all use it and talk about it today. In the US, hundreds of craft brewers claimed Jackson and his work as their primary inspiration to opening a brewery in the first place. He wrote more books on beer, and he also wrote books on whiskeys. He was considered one of the world's leading authorities on scotch as well. He died in 2007, but left an amazing legacy. Here's his intro to The World Guide to Beer. Quote, Beer may have been man's staple diet before bread was invented and these two staffs of life are as comparable as they are closely related. Each can offer an everyday experience or a rare pleasure. In each case, what we seek is a measure of what we deserve," end quote. This past Wednesday evening, I drove through Central Jersey farm country, turning onto the gravel driveway for the property of Screaming Hill Brewery and Bullock Farms. It was already getting dark and the lights in the taproom were visible as I parked. The taproom is small and inviting. Brett offered me their farmhouse ale and poured a flight to talk about later as we sat down for our conversation over beers. Six generations on this very spot. Yep that's that's pretty amazing what so what year does that go back to like what 1860. year did you
0: 1860. so my family purchased this 100 acres in 1860 and and before that they were only about 15 minutes west over in Burlington County so they have even longer roots over in that area um, so you're a real native yeah, of New Jersey yeah 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 we've been here a long time
1: so when it when it first started what were, what were they growing
0: uh, it's been a lot of different stuff over the years. It's been, it, I think the oldest was cranberries. So what's mm-hmm. now Six Flags Great Adventure, uh, a lot of the woods around that is old cranberry bogs. So my family used to grow cranberries over there okay. in the woods around what's now Great Adventure. Uh, we have a, a one of the barns that we have on the farm still used to be a cranberry packing facility that we call Cranberry House. Um, okay. So... Um, they used to grow them there and package them here. Um, I think it's been. They used to do a lot of uh, potatoes, packhouse tomatoes. My dad started growing uh, grain in the uh, late '60s, early '70s, I think. Mm-hmm. we still grow a lot of corn and soybeans. Um, so naturally, the the um, wheat, barley, wheat, and rye. Um, you know, we grow as well. Uh, but we do cut your own Christmas trees. We do pumpkins. Okay. Um, it's it's been a lot of different crops over the years. Now you've grown up doing that. I mean, you grew up, I'm sure. Yeah, when I was a kid, we just grew grain. You know, back then there was a lot less development, a lot more Mm -hmm. farmland. So my dad and my uncle probably farmed, you know, 1,500 acres right in this area. Um, Okay. But as development came in, acreage was going away, so we switched to less acre-intensive crops like pumpkins, Christmas trees. Um, so that's still what we're doing today. Right, still the 100 acres. That well, was this farm is 100 acres that we own. Mm-hmm. We actually still farm. Coincidentally, my mom is from Chesterfield, where my dad's family was originally from, so we farm her family's farm as well. Okay. Um, so my grandmother's still over there, so we farm that 100 acres, this 100 acres that we that our family owns, and then we rent. Right now, we probably rent another, you know, uh, Two to three hundred acres.
1: Okay, so there's still that much that much yeah. land, and in, yeah, in there's this still part a lot of farmland yeah. around here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it was interesting coming in because you know it's, you, it's starting to get dark, <laughs> and but you see in the farms, and then every once in a while, as I would turn, and at the corner of my eye, I see the top of King the Cock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's yeah, it's a weird, it's it a weird weird. Justification, you know. <laughs> it is very weird. Yeah. yeah. So growing up doing that. Now, when did you when you were younger? was was were you always into brewing or did that start later
0: That started after college I think okay. we started home brewing
1: Okay um, so
0: me and my partner were home brewing um probably 10 years before we started thinking about the brewery okay. or before we actually started actively opening the brewery. Um, so we'd been doing that just, you know, five and then 10 gallon batches just for fun, just, yeah, for, kicks. just for fun. Yeah. You know, it was something we had always kind of daydreamed about standing around a five gallon kettle, watching it boil. You know, okay. I think every home brewer thinks, talks about opening a brewery. Um, and, uh, you know, when, uh, when we were doing it i had come back to work on the family farm so that sort of kickstarted this idea of well, what if we combine this brewery that we've been talking about with the farm and then we thought well we could grow the ingredients for it and really sort of integrate it with the farm um, and that 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 thought is what finally made us decide to go ahead and pull the trigger on it
1: okay so when you get when you said you, when you came back i guess you left for school you left to yeah I to, went to study the, yeah college
0: university of vermont okay um and just you know studied Plant science. Okay, um, I knew I wanted to do something with farming, agriculture,
1: horticulture, somewhere in there. Okay, so it didn't chase you away. Growing up here, it didn't. It was no. It wasn't like I want to do something completely different. I want no, to get out of here. I always
0: thought about. it I never knew if I would necessarily end up back on the family farm. Always kind of considered it. Never really knew what I was going to do. Um, you know, I, I spent a couple winters right after college. I, I went to Utah and just was a ski bum for a couple of years mm-hmm. uh actually greg who's uh our uh, our full-time guy that runs a business with us he and i were in utah together for a couple of years so i didn't really know what i wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, but then i got into horticulture and then um
1: you know homebrew for fun yeah okay what were you drinking as going into like i guess college and going into homebrewing what were you drinking at the time uh well i went
0: to college in burlington vermont so long trail Long Trail was, was there already. Was a big okay. one, and also uh, Magic Hat. Okay. We used to go to Magic Hat and get growlers in number nine all the time. Nice. Uh, we lived like a few miles down the road, so it was a natural thing. Nice. Um, that's beautiful. So, it, yeah, it was a lot of that. Um, man, early on, I don't know. I, it, number nine was like my go-to back then. Okay. And, and then when I came back to New Jersey, you were able to find it around here, so we used to drink that.
1: Um, uh, yeah. Nice. All right. But that's 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 pretty good to be able to, yeah. <laughs> get, that was your beer before brewing. Yeah, yeah and really I mean,
0: Long Trail was like the big craft beer then in, in Vermont. That mm-hmm. was before, you know, Hill Farmstead and Alchemist and all that stuff. Right. Uh, so that stuff wasn't around. Okay.
1: So when you started brewing, I mean, like you said, the, the synergy of having the farm here, um, I mean, was it always with an eye to, I definitely want to always grow what we're what we're going to brew with was that yeah. always?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Our goal was always to grow. We wanted to be able to create as much of our ingredients right on the farm here as, mm-hmm. as we possibly could. Okay, um, and we knew the grain would um, work agriculturally. You know, because we're we're set up. We have all the infrastructure for growing barley. We already grew wheat and rye. They're all just small grains, so it's all it's all the same equipment. It's all the same storage. Um, it wasn't quite as easy as we thought. There's been a lot of learning curves, a lot of hiccups. Um, but uh, the goal was always let's grow as much as we possibly can on the farm mm-hmm. for this beer. And the hops, you know, we started, we started experimenting with hops in 2014, um, and we still grow seven varieties. Um, much smaller scale than the, than the malt, but uh, it's always gonna be there to some degree.
1: What influenced you as you started to brew? You know, we always liked hops.
0: We've okay. always been kind of, I've always liked IPAs. Um, so I do think we brewed a fair amount of IPAs, pale ales. Um, one of our earliest beers actually was our was our habanero ale, which doesn't doesn't fit that hoppy category at all. It's just a blonde ale with habaneros in it, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that was something early. I think we were all over the place. We started playing with uh, with saisons back then. We used to brew the same beer and then use a few different uh, you know saison yeasts and, <laughs> and compare them. Um, so that was something that interested
1: us early on. See, that, um, that's interesting because that's something that a lot of brewers don't even attempt later yeah I mean to be to do that when you're homebrewing that's I think that's that's bold
0: that idea that a saison and farmhouse are kind of interchangeable and Mm -hmm. that whole that whole farmhouse mindset I mean I've always considered myself a farmer and we're on a farm so it just Mm -hmm. seemed kind of natural like oh we should be doing that right okay Uh, so
1: we still feel that way yeah okay (laughs) so what do you I mean for the different yeasts um I'm guessing that you're bringing in from yes. other places, yeah, right? We've
0: worked, we've tried to find some, some native yeast on the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've got some friends that are, you know, really smart microbiologist type guys that have tried to help us find stuff. We've isolated some things and found some stuff that would ferment, but didn't have the right flavor characteristics. So that's something that we really want to do, you know, whether it be a cool ship down the road or something, we're just, we don't have enough room for it now, but we've had a lot of daydreams about cool ships and some wild fermentation. We've done a little small experiments with it, but nothing's been, nothing's worked out yet.
1: So no, no New Jersey based lambic yet. No, not yet. No, not for us anyway. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. As you're playing, as you're home brewing, I mean, What was, at what point did you say, you know what, this is something that we really want to do? Opening the brewery on the farm. I mean, what was the. What was the spark of that idea? What was
0: I think it was that idea in itself, in of itself? combining okay. it with the with the farm. Yeah, I okay. mean, we had talked about it for a while. You know, f- as everybody does, they have friends that are like, "Oh, you should do this. It's this right. good." And as um, they're drinking the free beer, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I don't. I always think back. I really don't know what made us decide to do it because it seems crazy. We started this as a hobby. Like we didn't mm-hmm. really start this as a business. We just wanted to make, you know, we just wanted to grow ingredients and make beer out of it. That was our that was our thought. And it it seems silly that we spent this much time and money just on a hobby because it's turned into so much more, you know, I I can't believe we actually made the decision to do it. I'm I'm glad that we did. But um, yeah, it's hard to say. I think just that idea of combining it with the farm, that's what really sparked it
1: for us. Were you, uh, I mean, New Jersey going back a few years, I mean, well, still has a a decent homebrew clubs. I mean, were you involved in that stuff? Were you we never
0: did anything no? with any clubs. Okay. Uh, no, we never, just never really, I guess, knew about it, never looked into it too much, but we never did it. We've done some since we opened. We've had uh, the Monmouth County Homebrewers Club had a meeting here and um, we judged some beers with them and stuff. So we've done some stuff since we opened, but before we opened, we hadn't really had any involvement. How were you learning about the brewing process, about yeah. What, what needs to happen? You I think we, you know, we've been doing it for 10 years, so we okay. knew the basics. We knew, we knew, we had read books, you know, mm-hmm. we were interested in it. But then once we decided to actually do it, once we were in that mindset, like, we're going to do this, we read every single book we could get our hands on. Okay. Um, we talked to as many people as we could. We started going to the Brewers Conference well before we were um, close to opening just to go to the seminars and learn, just learn as much as we could. We kind of just immersed ourselves in, in you know, getting as much knowledge as we could. Gotcha.
1: How long was that process where we definitely want to do this to the doors opening three years ago? I mean, we
0: pulled the trigger on it in January of 2014. We had been kicking it around. um, And then so we opened a year and a half later. So it was a year and a half of
1: just really... Spending every moment trying to okay. learn, <laughs> right? Well, and then you had the location already, which is yes. usually the usually one of the exactly gotchas, one of the hard parts yeah. For, yeah. for somebody so we, starting out. We had out. that, and then you know it took it took longer than we thought. We thought it was going to be quicker, um, as everybody always does. But mm-hmm. um. okay, well now you're, you said you're your father and your uncle are you know actively you know running the farm and everything. The fact that this is here at the moment leads me to believe they were receptive.
0: They were receptive. Yeah, we uh, we asked if we could do it. Um, keep in mind, my family doesn't drink. OK. <laughs> so they definitely don't <laughs> like beer. They don't like the smell of it. Um, they kind of thought we were joking. They were like, "Yeah, sure," but when we when we <laughs> when we like approached it. them about they live it, right there. <laughs> yeah, they live yeah a couple of yards away. We we were like, you know, it'll be you know eight maybe ten cars in and out while we're open. That's it. We're just gonna do you know. It's just gonna be a little thing. And I think the first weekend there were like a hundred cars here, and we went, "Oh God, whoops, <laughs> we're screwed." Um, so, yeah, they, but they're happy with it now. They're they love happy right with you it now. Know, It the, works really synergistically with the farm's activities. We do a lot of agritourism on the farm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the pick-your-own-pumpkins, when somebody's deciding what farm to go to for pick-your-own-pumpkins, if, you know, we have a brewery. So it entices a lot of families right, right. to come I, here. I, Same thing with uh, cut-your-own-Christmas-tree. So they, they work really right. well together, the brewery and the yeah. farm.
1: Mom and dad come in for a drink. The kids are out there <laughs> yeah. picking pumpkins. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it works nice. great. Excellent. Looking at your hours you guys are open on pretty much just the weekends, right? Just Friday and Saturday. Just Friday yeah. and Saturday, and that's yep. it. Is that out of necessity of the <sighs> farm? Is that out of necessity of...
0: It started out as, you know, we didn't want to have too big of an impact on the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't want to be open late. We didn't want to, didn't want people here when it was pitch black, you know, and um, and then it kind of became a supply thing. We got so busy that we couldn't even make enough beer to be open more than that if we wanted to. Okay. Um, now we've increased supply a little bit, but we've added some distribution. So So, um, now it's just, it's more about the farm. You know, we want it to be about coming to the farm, visiting the farm. Uh, we don't want it. We don't want to be anything like a bar. We don't want to be open late. You know, it's just, that's kind of what we want to be. How big of a, a brew house
1: are you running right now?
0: We're a seven barrel brew house. Okay. Uh, we've got four fermenters. Uh, one bright tank and then this spring we've added two more uh, seven-barrel uni tanks uh, And then we just got a little two-barrel uni tank just to play with for uh, some one-off sours and wild stuff Okay, so you're you're busy.
1: I mean you've got I Mean there's what one two three four five six seven eight nine ten beers right now
0: Yeah, we yeah, we usually have at least ten ten to fifteen on okay. tap at any time um, We we brew a lot of variety Um, We always want our tap list changing. There's always new seasonals coming on, seasonals going off. Mm -hmm. Um, We always want it to be fresh and different. Um, We've got some staples that we try to keep on all the time, but we really don't have anything that's always on tap. It's always changing.
1: You really don't have a flagship. You don't have
0: a... You know, know, Desperado is kind of our flagship IPA, but it's not always here. Okay. Um, Just because we have too much variety to keep anything on for the most part. Mm-hmm. Rusty Farmer is a super popular beer uh, that we try to keep on, but, um, you know, we like variety, so if, if things disappear for a little while... Don't big deal. Doesn't yeah. really matter. Okay. You're not both brewing full-time. Um, he's in here full-time he's in the brewery. He's in here full-time yeah. in the brewery. Okay. He's in the brewery full-time. Uh, Greg is our... Um, our distribution, kind of our sales guy, he's, he's here full-time, whether he's delivering or helping us keg or seller or package, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have an assistant, Matt, who helps out, uh, once a week brewing. And then we've got, you know, him and some other friends and family that work on the weekends in the tap okay. room. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm just back and forth depending on the season between the farm. You know, if it's a brew day, I'm usually in here all day unless it's pumpkin picking season or hay baling se- season or straw baling season or, um, so I'm. I kind of float all over the place.
1: Okay, well, that's cool. I mean, it's it's, it's right there. So it's yeah. In and out, it's easy. Yeah. Right? There's there's no commute between the two. <laughs> there's so. No commute between yeah. the two. You live in Highlands. Yeah. Which is you know a decent commute. Yeah. Um. You know when you picture farmers, you know it's fall yeah. out of bed. You know yeah. rooster fall out of bed and, and hit it. Um. I mean, for you, would you like to be back on the farm, living on the farm and working? Oh, yeah. In a perfect yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. In a perfect uh, world. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, I say that, but there is something nice to being able to leave. Because like you said, most farmers, <laughs> there is no there, there no is no time off. Right, right. You're, you're working. So it <laughs> is nice to be, for me, I, I'm a little different. I can go home and be... Be not
1: be here, right? You yeah. know, change the scenery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Okay. So
0: there's there's some value to it. But as we get busier, which you know, at this point between the farm and the brewery, we're we're just pretty crazy. So it would be nice to be here more. But you know, families has got to come first. Yeah. So. No, absolutely, absolutely. All
1: right. So let's uh, let's talk about some beer. Yeah. And then you know we can talk about other stuff as we go. Cool. So this one that you poured me when we first got here, I am really digging this. Awesome. This is your farmhouse ale?
0: Yeah, that's our farmhouse ale, it's our, our Saison. It, it's fermented in a fooder. Um, so we use a Solera method on that, so we're, there's always beer in there fermenting. We never empty it fully, it's a 10-barrel fooder. So there's 10 barrels in there, we pull seven off and then brew seven more and throw it right back in. So it's always... So it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two strains of Brettanomyces botan- in there um, that give it a little bit of tartness, a little bit of funk, some some nice fruity characters. Um, so that beer is all about the yeast, but it's also 100% grown on the farm other than the yeast. So it's all of our, it's our barley, wheat, and rye. So it's kind of in that true um, farmhouse um, tradition. Okay. It's pretty much everything we have. It's all three grains that we grow um, and then uh, two hops that we grow. So what two hops are Do um, they change or no, we no. always use nugget and centennial pretty much. That's what we've used so far. Okay. I,
1: and they're growing for you decently. They're two your of the journey? better ones. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Nugget is uh, probably one of our best producers. Cascade is is not great, but it produces. It's you know, there's some enough. varieties we've planted that we haven't even harvested yet. <laughs> like Mount Hood, we've never picked a cone from. So. Oh really? Just yeah, it's just, not. They're just dogs for us.
1: Okay. So. Well, I, I mean, I've heard that. Yeah, I mean, they say, especially this area, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a yeah, challenge. Hops, it is, yeah. This is not. It's natural. Yeah, Habitat. it's,
0: you know, it, it, well, it kind of is natural, but there's so much disease pressure here and okay. the humidity and it's, it's not a great environment for it, but, um, I mean, it works. Yeah, it certainly works. There's a lot of guys doing it now,
1: doing good jobs. Mm-hmm. with it. So, yeah, no, and this is, it works well in here. This nice. is really nice. Like I, I like it. Thank you. Being that you said, you know, you were a big IPA guy. I mean, this is, this is about as far from an IPA <laughs> as you can get. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you were first opening, I mean, what was, this is something you were not, Three years ago we No, were you we've doing always this? wanted to
0: do this. Okay. You know, we, it was our constraint with um, a lot of stuff that we're not doing is just space. You know, this mm-hmm. fooder is literally in our tasting room. We didn't even have room for it in our production area. Um, so we just kind of decided to heck with it. We're getting a fooder and we're making a we're making a, a mm-hmm. farmhouse. Um, we always wanted to do it, and there's a lot more we want to do. We just don't have space for it. So, right now, we're planning an expansion so that we have a lot more room. Um, we're going to stay on the farm, just put a bigger barn up, and, and be able okay. to do a lot more. So, we want to do a lot more wood aging, a lot more, um, whether it be sours and wine barrels. Um, we do a little bit of, we have some whiskey barrels in the back where we do some, uh, we call it the Barnwood Project, everything that comes out of our whiskey barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more fooders with our, you know, with Britannomyces and, and wild stuff. That's, we would love to do more of that. We just don't have room for it right now.
1: Okay. But you, you're planning on, there's plans
0: written up, to go out, yep. out the back a little bigger? Actually, just moving to a whole new, whole new building. Oh, really? Uh, we're just putting up a whole new building on the farm. We don't, we don't really have enough room to grow where we are enough to make it okay. worth it. So we kind of have to just go and go to another spot on the farm and
1: make it a little bigger. Oh, okay, cool. So, now there's plans written or there i mean it's it's in the works we've been planning it for a couple of years now cool yeah all right good all right so you poured a flight what
0: what do we got next yeah so the first one over there is uh rusty farmer okay Uh, so rusty farmer is a hybrid american amber irish red um kind of a light drinking easy beer that's more malt forward not very hoppy at all
1: it's one of our most popular, like, easier drinking beers right. by far. So somebody walks into a place and says, I'm not a big craft beer mm-hmm. person, what do I drink? This is one of them. This is yeah. one of them? This yeah. is probably one of our most popular. Okay. Now, with you guys being out on the farm, I'm, like you said, I guess you're getting a lot of families doing the, the, the pumpkin picking, doing the Christmas treeing. Um, are you getting a lot of... Just beer fans, too?
0: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. uh, I'd say it's that part of its building because we are very local. We don't really advertise. We don't do anything other than some pretty mild social media stuff. Right. Um, So I I still think people don't know about us too much, but we're getting more and more traveling from either Philly or or New York or North Jersey, something like that. Yeah, we're getting a lot of that. Um, these days More so in the, in the beginning It was just strictly locals Yeah um, But it's really Started to expand We see new faces In here every day
1: There's something there
0: That I'm There's a roasty Roasted malt in there Okay um, That some people say Actually it reminds them Of coffee I get like a nuttiness
1: Out of it Yeah More of a nut I get mm-hmm. more of a nut As well Yeah Yeah, yeah. That's interesting Because it's got It's a little more complex
0: Yeah You know Yeah there's a lot going on For a, mm-hmm. for a light Easy drinking beer Um,
1: No, that's really good. That's really good. So how do you guys approach what you want to brew? I mean, are you... It depends.
0: I mean, we're not... We don't really... I I don't think that we're a big style brewers you know we don't really go to the letter of the law with styles our goal is just to make good fresh local beer Mm -hmm. um have fun if it doesn't fit in the category i really don't care right um our goal has always been just let's let's pick something you know sometimes we do want to brew towards a style um you know rusty farmer we wanted to brew for i think for spring for like st patrick's day it was kind of like a a fun st patty's day kind of thing um we we kind of took an amber ale and added a little irish flair to it um and, uh, you know so it really depends um, some of them are based on an ingredient like you know we have a lot of uh, black raspberries on the farm so we kind of wanted to base a beer on that ingredient so we did a black raspberry wheat which is like by far one of our most popular beers from spring to summer We or spring through fall we brew a lot of that now mm-hmm. um, you know it, it, it really depends um, sometimes it's more style driven sometimes it's ingredient driven um, but or, you know, we just get inspiration from somewhere, you know, like maybe it's just something that we don't have right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we just did a a Kolsch that's off now. Um, That was our first. We wanted to do, we've always kind of focused on American hops, American ingredients, American styles. Um, But Kolsch was something we always wanted to brew, you know, german light, almost like, you know, hybrid uh, lager, uh, ale. So we, um, you know, that one just came out of, well, we haven't done this yet. So we, we love this beer. Let's try it.
1: All right, are you doing lo- are you doing loggers? We're not lagering anything. I was you say, know, we brew yeah.
0: with that colch. We did we did logger it for uh, a while, so that one took longer to brew. And and uh, you know, I think that yeast is like a hybrid Amer- uh, uh ale lager, mm-hmm. um that we got from White Labs. And uh, no, but lagers is another thing we would love to do, but we just don't have space, space for loggering yeah. tanks and time. The time, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. well, maybe in the uh, in the in new, new place, spot. they'll be there. They'll be, so they'll they'll be, be, be there. will be tanks okay. for sure. Yeah, cool. How many? Um, how many beers have you brewed in three years? Do you uh, yeah, and that's, that's a good ballpark? question. I should know that, and I don't.
0: I would say 30-ish.
1: 30-ish? Okay. Yeah, 35, somewhere in there. And they pretty much rotate and see some seasonal, some as some you want? Some
0: seasonal, some are, some have been one-offs, okay. you know, some, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're, our problem is we always want to brew something new, but we have to fit in the stuff that we've already been brewing. We like we like right. brewing new stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the fun of it, okay. you know?
1: Anything you've brewed that just bombed for you that didn't work? Nothing has bombed really. No. I mean, we've I'm not du- even from a sale, like you for you drinking it going, This is yeah, no, we didn't we've hit
0: dumped, it. We just dump it. You we just try dump not it. to. If, we, if we're not happy with it, we're right. not selling it. Okay, okay, yeah. Gotcha. We've dumped yeah. not a lot, but we've definitely dumped beer that we're not happy with. Mm-hmm. You know, we want our quality to remain high, we want people to think that, you know that they can come in and get quality beer whether it's a style that you like or don't like is different but it all has to be good quality quality. beers anything that we're not happy with we don't put out okay
1: gotcha not worth it gotcha what's this one
0: so that one's mighty max our imperial ipa okay so it's an 8.3 percent ipa brewed with uh some of our favorite hops which is mosaic citra uh equinot and eldorado um, so that one again, we just we brewed a bunch of IPAs. We had never done an Imperial. Uh, and it was just something we wanted to do. We just brew a big ABV um, IPA. so we kind of brewed a smaller batch to keep the alcohol high and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know that, that's just something we've always been wanting to do but never could fit it in the schedule and we we're <laughs> psyched. Um, so we've actually brewed it again already because it's all, this first batch is, is pretty much gone so um, that's nice. We're gonna try to keep that one going. Yeah.
1: There's, a, there's the bitterness, but there's a sweetness mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. It comes actually a little before the bitterness. Mm-hmm. It's got that a little nice little sweet. It's and got a the, little malty sweetness, yeah, yeah to sort of, yep. Yeah. And then it, then it kicks in, yeah. And it definitely has a more West Coast traditional American IPA. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah, it's, it's 100 IBU. Yep. Um, it's you know, that's, it's way, more, way higher IBU than our other IPAs um i think our next highest one is is uh 70.
1: okay so yeah no this is this is what mm, we yeah. wanted—something for the more like traditional, mm-hmm. you know, big IPA. Yep. This is this is what I, you know, this is the first type of IPA, yeah. that, you know, yep. that, I, that I was like, oh, that's different. Yeah. You know? Now, what's this one called? Mighty so, Max. Mighty Max. That is named after my old pickup truck.
0: Okay. Which was a Mitsubishi Mighty Max. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is a, a little bit smaller <laughs> than a golf cart.
1: <laughs> well, smaller than a golf cart. It's
0: tiny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We still have it on the farm. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> it's still running. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Not well, but it's running. It's
1: running. Okay. <laughs> then what do we got here
0: so that is a beer named sue okay which is a black wheat so that one you're asking where the beers come from that one was totally based on a black wheat that our malt house made for us so it's a black wheat malt um, we work with two malt houses one in pennsylvania one in south jersey and the one in pennsylvania will do some specialty malts for us um, so they were playing around with some highly kilned uh, black malts they did it with our wheat and um, we loved it it's got some real cool chocolatey character but it doesn't have the the bitterness of a, of a barley black malt uh-huh. so it's it's smoother it's just a really cool different beer it's a it's a black wheat i guess um it's it's as you can see jet black in color but yeah. it doesn't quite drink like it looks no it kind of surprises
1: people well that's always with the with the darker beers you know everybody acts like oh my god it's a dark beer it's gonna be so heavy and yeah. when when was i don't try to remember when i ever had a dark beer that was super heavy yeah yeah you know?
0: yeah it's yeah we brew a, a an oatmeal stout that's pretty heavy but we want it to be this one is yeah. totally different yeah um i love this beer it's a perfect fall beer um it's a it's a cool it's just different
1: and then last but not least that
0: is our chocolate porter Okay. So it's our. We've that was one of our the first beers we brewed, um, and it's our fall seasonal basically. So we've we've been brewing that um, every fall. We release it in October. Um, so it's. Uh, it's got some chocolate. We redid the recipe a little bit, so mm-hmm. it's got some chocolate, uh, some uh, some dark chocolate malt, and uh, it creates a cool complexity. I think for yeah.
1: A Porter. Yeah. Uh, you you're looking to expand. Um, you are distributing. A little bit, a little bit, yep. To I guess uh, bars, bars, and restaurants. bars just and restaurants, pretty much from
0: Princeton to the shore, right in central okay. Jersey. All right, I think we're in 15 places, something like that, on and off. Oh, that's a decent. Mall. Yeah, yeah, that's a decent. We kind of wanted to just, you know, dip our toes in it. When we expand, we'll be doing a lot more of it. So,
1: okay. Any just, ideas around possibly
0: bottling or canning? We've done a couple canning runs. We've done three can runs with you know mobile canner, okay, um, and. Uh, We'll probably keep doing it infrequently. It's not going to be a big thing for us.
1: It's not going to be part of the expansion. The oh, idea.
0: when we expand, yeah, we'll do definitely yeah. way more packaged goods. Okay. When we expand, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll do more cans, more bottles. Um, we've bottled some stuff now. We pretty much bottle our specialty stuff. Um, we bottle the 1860, that farmhouse sale. We've bottled our barnwood project. Um, and we plan to start bottling some sours pretty soon. And... Um, We'd like to do a lot more of that when we get up to the new place.
1: Thank you, Brett. You can visit Screamin' Hill Brewery on Emily's Hill Road in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. Check out their website at screaminhill.com for their taproom hours. Another note, Over Beers has joined the Hopped Up Network of beer podcasts. Check out hoppedupnetwork.com to find beer podcasts from all over the country. As always, check out our blog at overbeers.beer. Please leave a rating for the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps, and I appreciate it. You can also leave a comment at the blog or send me an email. I'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas for the show. The email address is cheers at santefoto.com. We've got an Instagram account going, at overbeerspod. I'm Freddie Clark, and I'm going to go have a beer, but I'll be back real soon with more conversations over beers.